The future of trade show marketing is a big question mark for a lot of manufacturers. Is there value in it? Is it something you should be investing in? Do you even get ROI? These are questions I hear all the time, which is exactly why we wanted to bring on somebody who oversees multiple different trade shows for the building material space to share what they're seeing and if it's even a viable option for your marketing mix going into the next year. They share some great examples of what to do and what not to do, as well as some manufacturers who are doing it right. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikolov. And today we're going to be talking about somewhat of a divisive subject. Last week, we talked about CRMs, that's divisive. Today, we're going to be talking about trade shows and the future of trade shows and how it can help you or hurt you from a sales and marketing standpoint. So we have the perfect guest on today to talk to us about trade shows, the ups and the downs, and all of the reasons why they are still a viable marketing option for building materials manufacturers. We're excited to welcome Elena Grant. She is the Vice President of Marketing for Taffy Events. They produce lots of really high-profile trade shows in the building materials industry. Elena, why don't I hand it to you and you can tell us a bit about yourself and the trade shows that you're responsible for. Sure. With Taffy Events, we manage several shows. The ones that are most relevant to your industry would be Coverings. It's a tile and stone show. The American Society of Plumbing Engineers Convention and Exposition and PWX, which is Public Works Expo. About me, I have a pretty diverse background. I started my career actually in the government, helping companies market and export their products overseas and supporting their international trade shows and event efforts. Then I moved to a software company where I held several marketing positions. And from there, I became the director of international marketing for the Consumer Electronics Show, the mecca of all trade shows. And that was a wonderful time learning about specifically the trade show industry. And it really hooked me into this industry. And then prior to Taffy, I was at another trade show management company where we managed several different events. And I was there for about 10 years as the director and or vice president of marketing. So I've been working on trade shows and events for over 15 years. I love how our industry has evolved. And I get really excited by creating the marketplace and environments that we do to help build industries and the companies within them. I just would really like to hear, Elena, what you would say about how trade shows have evolved in 15 years is a really big span. Yeah, I think initially, way back when we used to say that we were always behind when it came to technology and how we did things. And, um, you know, we were in the spreadsheet and Word document world for a long time. (laughs) But, you know, technology has caught up to our industry. And there's so many different ways to, um, to manage trade shows now, to generate leads at trade shows with technologies. They're beacons where you can track where all of your audience is at any time from a management perspective. And even from an exhibitor perspective, you can get that data of you know which type of people came to my booth and at what times and when. And it has just become a lot more sophisticated. And there's so much more data that you can gather and research that you can do to be smarter about your exhibiting experience. You know, Elena, if we get down to the crux of it, 
you know, a lot of manufacturers we work with are pulling back and maybe you've seen this or maybe you haven't, but they're pulling back their budget on trade shows because they maybe feel like it's not worth the investment. Can you tell me why you think that's the wrong strategy, why that's the wrong approach? Sure. You know, I think in any marketing mix, you have to look at what makes the most sense for your company. And I think trade shows should definitely be a part of that mix. You know, there's so many disruptors in our market and distractions overall when you're trying to get to a prospect between email saturation and just everything. You know, people just don't have a lot of time right now. But if they're going to a trade show, they're obviously, and walking a trade show floor, they're obviously interested in finding a product and or solution. And building relationships is is key to, to sales. And, you know, trade shows provides the opportunity to meet new prospects face-to-face and gives you that time. And even if it's only five minutes, it's five minutes that you wouldn't have had. And prospects coming to your booth can get an idea about your company, culture, and or your product or solution in that brief amount of time. So I think it offers a unique opportunity to market and sell in the same space. And for those pulling back, I think they should reconsider their strategy. I mean, we're seeing a lot of companies invest heavily in digital marketing and a lot of other efforts that are less expensive. And that makes sense. And it makes sense to put some resources into that. But you also want to make sure you don't lose that relationship building opportunity and face-to-face time with prospects and or current customers. You said something really important there, which is, you know, you're seeing some manufacturers pull back from investing in trade shows. Maybe you're seeing some that are doubling down. Like what tactics are you see that are working? Because you've been in this space for, as you mentioned, 15 years. And the strategies have to change with how customers buy and purchase today. What tactics and strategies are you see that are working, you know, for those companies that are still investing in trade shows? Well, I think that the companies that are really, you know, stepping back, doing the research and planning and developing a comprehensive strategy for their trade show participations are the ones that are seeing a lot more benefits. You know, if you have impactful exhibit graphics that help to pull people in, an educational component, you're seeing a lot of people now doing demos, videos, having virtual reality stations, hands-on product demonstrations. People want it some type of experience with your product and or solution. And so if you're drawing them in and giving them that, I think you're going to see a lot more success. We're also seeing success where the exhibitor is integrating themselves into the overall show program, whether it be the conference or sponsoring some type of educational experience where they're not just you know, participating on the show floor. You know, maybe 10, 20 years ago, you could just stand in your booth And, you know, just stand around waiting for people to come. And that may have been the model. But now, you know, you have to find creative ways to pull people in. And, you know, now we hear over and over experiential. People want experiences, especially the millennials and the younger generations in the market. So, you know, fun elements to draw people in are key. Some things that I've seen that I've seen work because you've seen the lines at at the booths or, you know, coffee stations. Just some nice brewed coffee station serve, craft beer stations in the afternoon, some type of entertainment that just helps to draw people in but fits with the overall strategy, gamification or motion graphics. You know, you kind of have to step up the game. Giving away pens and candy is just not going to work anymore. And you still (laughs) see a lot of people doing that. 
it's interesting what you're saying and the examples that you're giving about how people are needing to up their game in booths and how that connects with what you asked Zach about how what people do in trade shows now really needs to match how customer experience and customer expectations have changed. We know and talk a lot about on the podcast about how the way that products are bought, found, and sold has completely shifted, right? And that needs to be reflected in what you do in your trade show booth. You gave a lot of really great examples. Can you give us a specific example of a manufacturer who's done some of this more experiential trade show type strategy approach and possibly the results that they saw? I don't know about results, but just, you know, one manufacturer from our trade show, I would say from coverings that I think does a good job would be, and many of them do, but Mapay, for example, they provide construction installation materials and systems. And this past year, they had a huge video screen over their booth that you really couldn't miss. Their branding is very clear. It seems to, you know, they kind of just just make sure that that strategy is comprehensive. They typically are a speaker in the event. They do demos at their booths. And so I think they have a strong overall presence. And overall, like in a consumer's standpoint, one show I've attended, LG did a great job, you know, and they just provided all the bells and whistles with their technology. So that was another example, but they really leveraged their technology and brought people in with some really innovative features. But I think overall, you really need to understand why you're exhibiting in a trade show and what you're trying to get out of it and understand who you're trying to reach. Because one thing I've seen develop is that your marketplace or say the trade show for your industry that you think is the trade show you need to go to every year where all of your competitors are at may not be the best show for you. If you're trying to reach a different marketplace you might want to go to that industry trade show where you're going to stand out from the crowd because all of your competitors aren't there and you're reaching that market and doing something unique for that marketplace in terms of your exhibit would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I like that strategy. I mean, a lot of our clients, they or a lot of companies we run into, they have a me too mentality. Oh, well, if I'm not there, my customers think that there's something wrong with us. Instead of thinking about what's the most strategic, smart decision for our business to actually grow it. You know, and I think this brings up a good point, Elena, that you kind of touched on, but what are some of the mistakes that you see that people are making when it comes to their trade show strategy? What what are some of the issues that you see when you walk by and you go, man, I can't believe they're doing X, Y, or Z. And I'd recommend, you know, if they changed their approach, it would, it would be better. Can you give me an example of that? Sure. And I think this goes back to why a lot of companies aren't getting ROI from their trade show experience, because you know, they might not be thinking of their overall strategy. I think lack of planning in advance is key. I mean, so many people invest or so many companies invest a lot in trade shows, but they don't plan for them. I mean, they might plan for a digital marketing campaign for months and months, but, you know, the trade show is the trade show coordinator putting everything together. And that sales team and marketing team isn't meeting several times before that show to have a clear strategy message, make sure that, you know, the graphic are on par with the messaging, the elevator pitch is sound and everybody's on the same page. The giveaways are impactful and anything else that they're doing around that show are in sync and making an impact for that prospect or current customer. The other thing is, you know, that I see walking around that drives me crazy is people that are sitting down or being, are on their phone. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, what's the point of being there? Because you're (laughs) 
you're representing your brand and you're sitting on the phone or you're sitting down and you're on your phone and somebody comes by and you're looking down. I walk right by. I mean, who wouldn't walk right by? It's not a very inviting environment. So I think, again, it's like training all those people that are going to be in that booth, what to say, how to welcome people. If you're putting some investment into that part of it, you see a lot of change in your ROI and and how you're capturing leads and also following up on them. That's one of the biggest things we hear that people just let the leads get cold. You know, what do you do with your trade show leads afterwards? I don't know that we just give them to the salespeople. The salespeople, well, they're sitting in Salesforce or we haven't done anything with them. And so I think, again, with that planning, you have to develop a plan prior to the event with the team attending and the team that hits the territory or whatever, however the the sales team is divided up to make sure you have a plan on how you're going to follow up on that, those leads, you know, take advantage of the fact that you're able to engage with somebody, develop a relationship with the prospect and make sure you're continuing to nurture that. I mean, that's so key in our current environment. And then, you know, connect with them in some way after that show, somebody mentioned to me that one of their exhibitors, I thought this was great. One of their exhibitors actually sent handwritten notes to the top prospects after their trade show. And, you know, who gets a handwritten note anymore? I'm Wait, is this before or after the event? After. After the event. Okay. Yeah. As just kind of a thank you for stopping by our booth. Here's your salesperson's business card. It was great to, you know, they put in something that they may have talked about. And what a small effort, but that could make a big impact. I mean, because nobody's doing that. You know, it's not an email. It's not a postcard. It's just kind of a unique touch point that really, I think, could go a long way. That's great. One thing we hear from people is that a lot of times their audience will go to a trade show, but they primarily spend their time in educational meetings or seminars or workshops, and they don't actually go to the trade show floor, which is what manufacturers, frankly, like that, that's what they're paying for is people to actually come to their booth and engage with them. What are some strategies and tactics that you see and that you hear from manufacturers that are working to actually get people to come to their booth, especially if it's more of a sparse conference? I would say, you know, offer some education in your booth and do an invitation before the show to come and whether it be your solution or your product or some type of hands-on offering or a virtual reality setting or, you know, get them excited about something that they can learn in your space. I think that's, especially if they're coming specifically for learning, you're giving them a learning opportunity and you're giving them an introduction to your product or solution. So I would say that would be one thing. Another thing that we've seen is, you know, again, just a a personal invitation to, to stop by can help and be better than nothing, than they're receiving nothing. And then, you know, also offering, maybe we see some people offering hospitality of some sort, you know, offering a lunch or offering a happy hour, a drink, you know, come and have some wine and hors d'oeuvres and learn about our product. And maybe you do that at a certain time and you send an invite beforehand and you offer that group something and they can get a drink to boot, which who doesn't want that? Or, you know, come for a big coffee first thing in the morning and learn about XYZ. So I think, again, experiences are key. If you're doing, if you can do some type of motion graphics or virtual reality, I think, you know, that's one way of drawing people in and making sure to let them know that that's happening at your booth. 
or inviting them to kind of a, a mini event or something that you can do that also provides some content. That's great. So Elena, thank you so much for coming on today's show. For somebody who wants to reach out to you or connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? They can do that via email. My email is egrant at taffyevents.com, T-A-F-F-Y events.com or on LinkedIn, you can find me Elena Grant. So I would say those would be the best two ways. Well, awesome. Thank you so much again, Elena. And if you enjoy this podcast, we encourage you to share with other people as well as rate and review it on the podcast store. And if you want more great content like this, also go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikoloff. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.